When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Ask your question, man. <laughs> All right. So you want us? You want us to start right away? I, I, we're gonna. It's your, it's your house. So jump you, right into you know, the shit, man. Jump into it. All right. So I always had wanted to ask someone from Houston because I think you guys have one of the best stadiums in the league, uh, especially location wise. Because I think you went down the block from um, Astro, where the Astros play, Go right or at least the street, bro. Pretty much, right? But attendance wise, I don't see you guys ever really having. Like, at least in attendance that I'm like, could say, quote unquote, respectable. You have yeah. a core, you have a core that's strong, but it's just never, your stadium always looks empty because orange seats everywhere. And I was, I'm always curious as to why, like, is there something that gets talked internally? Whatever you guys have for me, because that has been my one concern. I was like, you guys really should pack the house. It's a beautiful stadium. All right, Joey, I'm going to take this one. All right, go ahead. So, yo, they got rid of those orange fucking seats. <laughs> the orange seats were terrible, dude, and it, it highlighted the lack of attendance. Look, I, I don't know how much you guys have followed Houston. But... I've been there. I've been to the game. I've been to uh, I've been to the stadium. I went to NYCFC versus Houston. I think was it was Mikey 20... Lopez. I think it was 2017 or 2018. Open Cup was it? Open Cup game? No, it was no. A, a league game. Y- y'all won three one, I believe, and that's the game. Uh, one of your players shattered. Uh, one of our players' his ankle, and he was out for like six, seven months. Actually. I want to say that was 2017. Yeah, no, I think it was basis. Because yeah, 2018 was the time when they had to move it to Connecticut. Yeah. Yes, I was at that game also, but I went to the Houston game at Houston, and yeah, I, yeah, it was. I, I I can answer this question too. Why nobody goes? Because it's <laughs> it's 175 degrees out there. <laughs> it's okay. Want- yeah, but I want the local. I want the local perspective like, as to why I, your attendance. I walked out the air. I walked out the airplane, and I was like, "Wait a second, there's no AC here on the outside. Like this is hot. <laughs> it's like Vietnam, it's humid. It, dude, it's, it's so... like my armpits. It's like my armpits, but everybody gets to smell it. <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> so, like, all right. So, number one, the orange seats are gone, and those all were right. terrible because they really highlighted when people didn't show up. Number two. The club went through about a decade of neglect with an owner who was focused primarily on turning a profit, and boy, did he. I think he bought into the club for – Joey, correct me if I'm wrong – $50 million and he sold it for four fifty. He sold his majority ownership Ooh. for $450. Yeah, so I'm going to run that number. All right. Now, the new owner has ripped the orange seats out. They're multicolored. It's, it's a totally different atmosphere, but I will tell you, Houston 
has a bunch of fair weather fans. We have a lot. Yeah, I, I just tell the shit how it is. When we're winning, every team, Texans, Astros, Rockets, Dynamo, when they're winning, people or show cheating. up. We're cheating. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm a Mets fan, bro, but like I'm not going to touch on that subject. Like they cheated. They all cheated, but Houston did it. Houston did it at a different level, man. <laughs> that, Astros fans wear me the fuck out with that shit. <laughs> like you guys videoed it. Like that's different. That's a whole new hey, level. We use technology. You guys use trash cans. Levels to Dude, it. They use tech and trash cans. They fucking <laughs> they integrated all of it. But uh, oh. man, we we went through about a decade of neglect with uh has been players, USL superstars suiting up for us. Uh, Hondurans, we had a big Honduran phase. But you could see the amount of people who lost interest, and we got so used to losing that people stopped going. It doesn't help that, as uh, Sanchez said, it's it's hot as fuck here, and only about half the stadium is covered. That was a, that was a boner on the engineer's part. Mm-hmm. But when we win, and when we are winning, that bitch is packed. And it is a, it's a good atmosphere. You know, you look at Dallas. Dallas has been around since, what, 95, 96? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're original with the burn. Yeah, their attendance is worse than us. And we, yeah. have, we have a stadium in downtown. Like, Sanchez, you've been there. Like, the stadium is in downtown. Bro. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I actually uh, walked there from, uh, I, I walked there from, like, where I was staying. I, it was, like, a 30-minute walk, but I just walked in, and I realized I'm the only person walking to the stadium because everybody <laughs> yeah. drives in Texas, apparently, and... I'm a New Yorker. You walk everywhere. I was like, it's only 30 minutes. Let's just walk it. Yeah, but it's yeah. a hot 30 minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was musty. Yeah. But we don't have a good like uh public transit system. We have a train now that runs downtown. It's not it's not what it needs to be. We don't have subways. Most of it's Uber and Lyft. The, the taxi cabs, as you guys know, they're pretty much gone. But we're very fair weather here. But man, when we are winning, these motherfuckers are rabid. And when we're like Miami losing, Heat fans. Bro, when we're losing, they're so negative. <laughs> it's the but, fucking worst. So I, a follow-up to, to that, because you brought up the owner. Um, I know because you guys came to the league essentially as San Jose moving over, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Is it like, that, was yeah. it that same owner? That's Originally, just, uh, no. That was, that's straight changed. on? Okay. Joe, you take this one. Yeah, it, cha- it changed owners from 2005 to 2006. Who was it in 2006? I'm not sure the owner was. Brenner, when did Brenner come in? Because he's the one that ruined it all. Gabriel Brenner came in, what, 2014? He's the one that fucked it all up. I want to say it was 2014, 2013, or 2015. There's something around that time. I think well, he he was the one who hired Coyle right away, right? Yeah. Coyle was he, 2014, 2015. He was the one that did the rebrand. Yes, he was. He did do the rebrand, yes. He did the rebrand right before Ted Siegel, who's 2015 uh, was Gabriel Brenner. The new owners, that uh, he was born in Jersey, lives in New York. Uh, Ted Siegel, he's a commercial real estate guy. Gotcha. So he wants to win. We call him Big Dick Ted. <laughs> Which is funny because he's like five foot six. Uh, yeah. but, uh, all right. So, how, hey, what's attendance like? You guys go. What does Yankee Stadium hold? Forty five thousand. Yeah, but uh, we 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 only have it configured uh, for, for soccer. For soccer, we only open uh, the first two levels, so it's like max capacity about twenty eight. Yeah, and uh, we average like last last game we had just over seventeen or eighteen thousand. And then the home opener, we had almost twenty five thousand. Right on. So, um, I want to say it's gonna be good this year because before winning the cup, that the last year or two prior to COVID, it, the the attendance was kind of struggling. You could see attendance struggling, but I feel like right now, though, with the Saturday night games, especially, we're we're I'm noticing after two games a better atmosphere and bigger crowds. Yeah. Who's the Who's the Yankees of MLS in uh in New York? It's the all the Red Bulls. 
Oh, oh, what do you mean? The Yankees? Who's the team that everybody supports? The big team, the winning team. Is it y'all? I mean, we got chips, so we're the Yankees. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We we have the... that, that's an easy <laughs> one. We don't have to worry about who's supporting anybody. Yeah, we got the we got the trophies that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys say, you say trophies you say, trophies are important, right? Oh, definitely. For that yeah. for that in that uh context, yeah. No, no. What were you saying, Yusuf? No, I said if you walk around the city, you um you see more blue throughout the city like you can pop it i you know i used to i work midtown so i would see a, i see a bunch of people sometimes like with a hat the kit or some we have this book back that we were given a couple of years back and people still rock it to work like the corporate guys um so you see that the team is more prevalent in the city rebel you know the majority of their marketing is 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 catered towards new jersey yeah like like you'll see a lot of the posters on the path train uh, around the World Trade Center area, uh, thirty on Penn Station because those are all link ups to Jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All the people I grew up with are all Red Bull fans or Union. Yeah. Same I'm, here. I hate Philly fans. Yeah. Uh, we do too. We do too. Although I did root for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Mm. Oh, no. I did. I, I did as know. well. I did as well. I don't know what it was about this year, man, but it was like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Eagles. I love seeing that city. Those that city's fan base. I just love seeing the miserable. They They're fucking... the worst miserable <laughs> fan base. They hit, I, I, what was it? Santa with uh, batteries and snowballs. I yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I I think I think our our uh, Twitter accounts for the podcast. I think at least once a week we get mentioned by some Philly fan about on, something on on, on some uh, COVID cup or we didn't deserve the trophy. Yeah. The, the Philly fans always just randomly shoot at us. For no Whenever. reason. Whenever. Like at least once a week we get it. So like they're they're like you're Austin. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Except they've actually won stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and they're actually and they're actually pretty pretty good consistently. So I think yeah, we um, have that bullshit with Austin. Austin's like, you know, we're the best in Texas. It's like, bitch, we got six trophies. And and yeah, and Austin hasn't even won nothing yet. So yeah. You you're not even the best in you might be the best, not even the best in your own town, probably. Austin Bold were, were forced to be reckoned with before they went to uh what are they now North Texas SC or something? That's Dallas's next pro team. Yeah, really. Yeah, <clears throat> Dallas has always been a, a conundrum because they have a, a phenomenal academy, but they never can quite put it all together. Correct. Correct. All right, guys. So international break is here. Mm-hmm. Who who are y'all missing, and who Luck- replaces them? Luckily for us, <laughs> we suck. <laughs> and we we only have one player missing on the international well, break. Two, technically two. Who's the other one? Uh, Ilenic got called up by Slovenia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, uh, Matcha Ilenic, our uh, our new signing, our, our, our new signing this year. He's eighteen years old. He's from Slovenia. He's a right back. He started one game so far and came off the bench of the other games. And our, I guess, our captain center back Maxim Chanot, who plays for uh, Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are in the same boat as us almost. Yeah, just two players. And yeah. I think I think the uh the, the center back Maxim Chanot is a is a bigger loss because he is our starter and he is our center back and he has been our captain these past few weeks. So he and uh we didn't really sign a veteran like um a worthy a worthy a wor- sub. A worthy sub. We didn't really sign sign somebody. We signed a some guy from DC who Alfredo Brado Tony Alfaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's Ooh. who's been a, a lifelong? I don't want to say mediocre, but like a, a an MLS player, like a, a depth player. You know, he's not really a starter ever. 
And he started DC last year where he's, uh, I think we're probably last in uh, goals uh, against. Like, it's just. Yeah, so it's not very, not very good. I think that's the only piece that I think that uh, might be more worrisome, to be honest. Do you think Sands starts in his place? No, I think Sands is going to be, I think the team kind of made it um, known that Sands is going to be our number six. And that's that. I mean, that's good. I like him better in that position too. Yeah, uh, he's he's since he's come back from Rangers, he's he looks like a different player. Completely he's, different. He looks like Completely he's put on different. weight. He looks like a man. He left a child and came back a man. Yeah. And he ha- he put on more muscle mass. His hairline is receding. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like jelly. He used to joke around and say that he needs some milk all the time because he would just get wild and it just injury immediately. Like his, yeah. I think in one year he's had it. Uh, his hand his or somewhere in his uh, forearm, yeah, broke his, his shoulder, forearm, his shoulder. Just, like, yeah, he, he multiple he, times he was just in and out of the, the lineup because of injury. He comes back and now he's more vocal. He used to be really shy. Like you could tell he's uh he's gone through it somewhere and I always come back and it's like, all right, I know what I need. I know who I need to be now to kind of rise above what other players are in my in my position. Y'all are talking about QPR, right? Who? Uh, no, uh, Sands? Or no, he was Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow. Yeah, okay, because yeah, QPR is Queens Park Rangers. They're fixing to get relegated again. Yeah. No, no, no. Glasgow, Glasgow right. Rangers. South, yeah. Glasgow anyway, Rangers. He, I thought it was he Scotland. Went, he went to Scotland, had to deal with that, and he dealt with that controversy with uh, Berhalter, like right after uh, the old firm derby. So he's he had to deal with a lot. So he is, it's changed him for the better, we think. So we like him in that position. I think a Morales comes in for center back. Yeah, and I was going to say there's a Alfredo Morales as a could be a backup center back and a, a young, another academy kid Justin Hack who mm-hmm. started uh the playoff games last year at center back. Yeah. So, so I know he, him. HAAK, yeah. right? Yes, HAAK. Yeah. He's yeah, got the yeah, nice yeah. hair. Yes, he does. And uh one of those two would start, I would say I actually think our coach is going to put in hack in because he ha- he's shown that he had- he likes the younger players, he likes youth. Sounds like Matt Gates. So I think he'll 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 put hack in, and I think honestly with with James Sands right in front of him, it's a lot easier for him to to play a little further back and like uh, like play that on that offside line hard, and I think that's what we're going to do. Justin Hack and James Sands. Joey, who's right got better hair? Who's got better hair? Justin Hack or Ethan Bartlow? Ooh, that's a good I think we got, we got a sexy young center back too. I, I think Hack mm. has a nice flow. But Dorsey yeah, he, might beat him out on his good days. Like, oh, stop Hack with that was, Dorsey Hack shit. Got, <laughs> stop. Hack got that. the nickname. Hack got the nickname Cavani for a reason. He uh he start he debuted with the first team in a preseason friendly match in Mexico against I'm not sure if it was against Necaxa or Atletico San Luis. I think San Luis. I think it was San Luis, yeah. yeah. And the whole stadium was cheering for Cavani. Like, yeah. like yelling out Cavani, Cavani every time he touched the ball. Y'all ever seen Cavani play live in person? Uh, uh, no. No. I haven't. I caught uh, Uruguay versus Mexico here at Houston. I saw mm-hmm. Suarez and Cavani at the same time. They were fucking unreal. Oh, man. That... Oh, the, the best I've seen in person was Ibrahimovic. Second would be Lukaku. That was at uh, Energy Stadium? Yeah. Motherfucker nice. was packed. Everything so, was on his Byron debut. Yeah, oh, I said I just you guys just sent the picture. I think Hack got better here. 
Yeah, but hack out of bear. Hack out of uh, he, uh, a man bun also. He yeah, hooks he's, it up also, yeah. He's gone full fuckboy. Oh, nice. No. I have to look this up. What's a fuckboy? <laughs> Is it like a rent boy? Is it like a rent boy? It's like a a, a guy that... Um, I'm going to describe a fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help just, me out here, man. Just someone who just is going to try to bag a girl and just leave her hanging. Oh, yeah. player. player. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but, but a little yeah. bit more toxic. Like a player, oh. but a little bit more toxic than just a player. Oh, like a... Uh, like, like he's going to love bomb you the, to hell and just make you feel like the best, but then just leave you dropping for the next oh, one. Shit. I think I've been described as that once. <laughs> I might, I might have actually. She's probably listening. Sorry, you might, oh, you man. might, you, you, have to hold that badge of honor. Yeah, your fuckboy on the inside the phone in the context. Fuckboy on the down low. <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, what Sanchez, uh, I think. Yeah, what do you got for I us? Think, I think Sanchez had has signed up his sleeve that he wanted to All ask right. you guys. Send it to Joey. Yeah. I got to pour a drink real quick. I got gotcha. you. Me? Yeah. I don't got. I don't oh, know. Because you were <laughs> no, because we were talking beforehand, and we're like, you know, we were gonna go with that, but um, nah, I think we. I want to ask you guys because you started off the season two with two losses and just got your win at home, right? Mm -hmm. How I do you guys feel? Yeah, how do you guys feel about Herrera? Like, I um, I would say he's been one of the best players in the whole league this season so far. Wow. He's dropping mm. dropping eights and nines out of ten three games in a row. Mm. Okay. So he's having a better a uh, second season after last year. Oh, way better. Way better. He's he's been a part of everything good we've done. And and that's the thing with MLS, like, especially with foreign players, it's always the second season where you see uh the jump in like getting accustomed to the league, the travel, the playing style, the players, the physicality. It mm -hmm. always the, the adjustment period is always that first season, especially if they come in midseason. You are talking about yeah. Herrera, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah. coming Herrera battling all those injuries too. Mm -hmm. He's been fucking lights out so far. This he's year. out for the he's out on the national team duty also this week. Nope, nope. he's done. Ooh. You guys, well, he's, you guys, he's retired. He picked Houston over Mexico. I don't think he retired. <laughs> I think they just didn't call him. I mean, uh, he didn't really have because he came in. I felt like he came in with the energy of it's um, you know. Big star playing overseas, and he just come in and just says, "Oh, I'm bigger than this," and kind of got kind of humbled real quick. In that you actually have to put in work to play in this league, uh, and maybe now is his has his character changed? I don't know how he been with the press or with the fans. I saw he was man of the match in the last one, but I don't know. Some of the stuff I was watching, seeing last season, or was just he just felt like he was just not in it. He just came in and was just like, "Let me get my paycheck," and. Do what I have to do. Well, he came back. He came in off an injury. He was injured. Mm -hmm. I let it go. Yeah. And then and uh, he kind of played like he like he had the World Cup in mind. Yeah, and we yeah. also we had a different team too. The, 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 no. the, we had no we had no style. It was hoof the ball up the field and go get it. it was, go play fetch is what we played. Gotcha. So it, who are you? Who are you missing this week for a international duty? Coco uh, Carasquilla and Juan Castilla, and maybe Yvonne Franco. He had a kid, but oh no, he's playing. Olsen he needs to. He's, uh, he can Olsen have another baby around. He can mm -hmm. have more babies, dude. He, are they? Are they? Is, are they key players for you to be missing? Coco, oh, no. yes. Juan Castillo doesn't even make our bench. Okay. Is, is Coco? Is, sorry, is Coco the Panamanian? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. 
Hey, but you know what? He's he's had two back to back subpar games for him. I would say three. I would say two. You just you just have high expectations for him. I do. You and then you love Griffin Dorsey, which I don't get it. <laughs> you gotta have high expectation for yeah. these players. You know the this is a at the end of the day as a fan you want them to be to win. So having a high expectation is the minimum that we yeah. that 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 we have. That's that's all we have really. We don't yeah. control we don't control much more. <laughs> But our expectations, like you know, yeah, I just, I just think some people think he's gonna. I think I think some people expect him to do things that he can't. Like we both, we, Joey and I know he's not gonna score goals, even in FIFA, he can't hit the fucking net. <laughs> and I hold L one R one, he still don't hit the yeah, net. Those he, guys that don't. No curlers. No nah, man, I go to curl and it's in the fucking row L. No, I think you know, I'm, I'm same thing as Sanchez is saying. Like I feel like, and this is kind of maybe a little existential or just big picture, like. I feel like with MLS, we're expected to just take whatever comes our way, and we need to stop that. It's like, no, we want our team to be good. And if you're not performing, get the fuck out. Like, it's just that simple. And I, for years, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of fans were just like, oh, it's just MLS. Or, and then you get the, the kind of Euro snobs who's like, oh, this is why it's trash. Like, no, like, look, players that are here need to be good. And if you don't think they're good, get them out of the team. Yeah, we're not really like a uh, we're not really like a retirement league anymore either. We're getting younger quality no, yeah, players. We're getting yeah. late twenties, early thirties guys. Like, this is not a retirement for Herrera. He was thirty one when he came here as a midfielder. He's got even in Europe. He's got look at how old is Modric? Thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah, he's free. Oh, he's up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, Hector Herrera's got four quality years left in him. This is not a retirement league anymore. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I just uh, I would I. I just hope that someone like Hector Herrera, who's still at that age, like actually sticks around for the length of the contract, you know? Yeah, I still think that it's viewed as a stepping stone. I still think that the goal is ultimately Europe for most of these guys. I mean, look at the money. On the way up, yes. Yeah, yeah. But someone like but someone like Acha Acha who's coming back from Europe, like obviously we spoke about how he, he was coming off injuries and stuff. I hope he's not using MLS as like a rehab center. Oh no. And then try to get a push to go somewhere else again. Is he Joe? Is he on a two or three? Is it two in an option? Two in an option, I want to say. And like here, we have we have a massive Hispanic fan base. Like you yeah, go to these right. games, and it's it's seventy percent Hispanic, mm. uh, maybe more. So the draw he has for the Mexican the Mexican fans that's that's something we've been missing, man. We were linked with Diego Linez too last year. That would oh. be a that yeah, would be you, huge, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you guys thought Kuba Torres was going to be it for you guys. That was Bro. not it. He was it for like three months. That was not it. <laughs> that dude did a one robot dance and then just. That man is playing like in the MPSL right now. Yeah, he plays uh, Phoenix Rising. Where's he at? Is I think so. Yeah. I think he's a Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was with Orange County. It is Orange County. No, it's Orange County. Oh, it's Orange yeah, County? He's yeah. in Orange County now. Yeah. Man, he's... what a fall from what a fall from grace for that no, guy. Oh, he's on Vegas now. Hey, that's a good place to play, man. Have you ever been to a game out there in Vegas? Yeah, Cashman Field, no. man. They pack it out, no. dude. Vegas. No. But I have a friend who goes regularly, and he tells me it's a fun time. It's like it a, is a good time. It's like a good time to take your family, and it's like you have a fun, you have a blast. Yeah, and uh, it's it's I, usually yeah. full, ten thousand people. I'll say this about Vegas, because they're so starved for professional sports, they so they will support the shit out of whatever they have, like. Golden Knights sold out. Uh, they sell out every single game. Yeah. Uh, the lights. Like I stayed. I was in Vegas for a week for work, and it was our my hotel was down the road from the stadium, 
and they had a match and i was like is everybody watching we're like what is going on they're like oh the lights are playing and then the next day it was a uh, the minor league is a baseball team that plays there yeah and they were all going to the baseball game and it was just like whatever team is there they're going to support it. They and used I to be the Mets gonna... affiliate. They were the Mets yeah. AAA team. That's where uh, Alonzo played. Yes, correct. And, he, yeah. they, they they got rid of them because I forgot someone, there was a player, a pitcher or something that had to fly in from Vegas and like the weather or whatever, he missed he missed the Mets game. So they were like, we, we can't have an affiliate on the other side of the country for our minor mm-hmm. league, you know? So mm-hmm. they, I, think, I think they're doing something upstate or in Syracuse or something. Yeah. yeah. Trenton Thunder is one of the uh, the Yankees now. Or are they Red Sox still? Uh, Trenton. Trent Thunder. Well, we have Staten Island, and then we got Wilkes-Barre. Um, and then because Bingham Binghamton is the one for the Mets now. What's, yeah, what's yeah, it yeah. called? Scranton. 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 Yeah, Scranton. It's Scranton. Uh, Staten Island and Wilkes-Barre. Is what? Trenton is Trenton still Boston then? That's where Nomar played early on. I know that. It mm. could be. Nah. I never know. It's not a baseball podcast. Let's get back. No, exactly. Let's get back to the football. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what? What? Uh, so you guys aren't missing anybody for the break, really? What? Like just us. main, mainly that center back. Just, center just back. that one center back. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's so, pretty even. So that, so that, yeah. So I that that leads into um like our formation. We usually like to play with four at the back. We defend with four at the back. We got James Sands who who's like our N'Golo Conte right now, mm-hmm. and our team fully trusts him to be back there by himself now, unlike years in the past where we used to play with a double pivot. Now we don't. We 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 kind of do line up with Keaton Parks, but it, Keaton, oh, Parks, Keaton Parks has the, uh, the freedom to roam all the way up top and leave James Sands on his own because he's trusted and he and he's good at that. So we have, so that's, that's our, that's right there. Five, we have Keaton Parks and, uh, our, our our re-signing of Santi Rodriguez as our new number ten, playing in the middle as a attacking midfielder who kind of plays like a like a false nine at times because I feel like he's not like it's a tr- weird. He's not like a true. Uh, he's not like, a true ten. Like a in true in ten, that- like like a Raquel mid type of, of of fashion or or like a I guess Messi in a way like the style of play as as a distributor. He's not really like that, at least not yet. At least, but he's he's filling that void in right now. He's our new number ten. We have we we've been starting Gabby Pereira on the right, who's an, a a promising young uh, Brazilian winger. Who I feel like he when he does score, he only scores bangers. And one thing I would like to say that I I said on our podcast this week that uh, on fields like Houston's where there's more room, he actually excels more because he he's fast, he has great dribble, and he'll he'll just. You know he'll he'll be he'll do winger stuff. He'll take on the guys one on one, and go for it, and then cut in towards the middle, and then shoot off that left or right foot. He'll shoot from both legs, from just outside the box, and he scored a few of those goals in his time with NYC. And I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised if I if he takes at least one of those shots in this game. Mm-hmm. Goes up the right, cuts into the middle, and then shoots in. Is he left footed? Yes, he's yeah. very good with that left. Yeah. Is your left winger yeah. right footed too? Do you guys invert the wingers? Um. No. Our left winger, yeah. it's because this this is the thing. We, that's the that's that's where we kind of like. That's where we're getting. Yeah. We got uh Matt um, uh Mateus Pellegrini on the left, who's also traditionally plays as a number ten. Yeah. So and then we got Tyler Magno up top, who's normally a left winger. So what, what we do is that um as a uh, Tyler Magno as a center forward hasn't really been working, as a true center forward hasn't really been working. 
So what we see at times is that Magno kind of drops into the left to just to get the ball in, and then he dribbles up, and Matt uh, Pellegrini comes into the middle. So then at, at, you might and have Santi kind of goes. You might have that you role. might have you might have uh, formations where you kind of see five guys attacking with Keaton Park, Santi Rodriguez, just overload Pellegrini. And, and, and Magno just overload and there's like no one really in the center there's nobody standing at the penalty spot basically and they're just all attacking from all angles and then whoever like I guess who's open cuts into the middle which is usually has to be Tyler's Magno right now this is the one going towards the middle attacking the box I'll say the in our last match was his most number nine esque yes like showing where he was yes. primarily centered Couple balls in, he scored finally on. It, it, for some stupid reason, it was called offside. Which, is, when you look at the replay, this dude was onside like crazy. But it was it was like one of the most number nine goals. It was just Kian put a great ball in Kufre, who's our our new left back. Um, he puts a ball into the box and he just drags it in. Um, kind of very like Holland esque of just like dragging, just kind of falling over and just the ball goes in. That was his most nine showing. Um, maybe he falls into it again, but yeah, a lot of our play is really the, that overload, which is it's helped because of Sands being in the back and yeah, it, we it, know it that all, it all starts with be, being able to leave James Sands by himself, holding down the defensive midfield position. So it's yeah. like a four-two-three-one that becomes a four-one-four-one. For yes, yeah. yes, in, in a sense, but but the one up top drops back like a, a false lot. nine. Yeah, okay. it's like a false nine. Yeah. Well, let's, so. Joey. What the fuck do we run? Because I can't really tell right I now. I mean, we really run like a four, like a four four two slash four two three one type thing. Even sometimes a four three three. Definitely out of possession. We always press in a four four two. We kind of do that like off ball man man to man in a four four two. We have the two strikers. We'll come up in the center backs and the two wingers will attack the fullbacks. And we have Coco Karaski who pops up as the other striker in that off ball setting. So that's going to be interesting to see how we switch it up because we're not going to have him there. So we might see a very different look off the ball, but the on the ball will probably stick into a four two three one. We'll probably see Bossy go That's into 10. that ten spot, and then we'll probably keep Barrett in Franco, and then hopefully Sebas Ferreira comes back in. But it's really yeah. interchangeable the four two a four two three one and a four three three when it comes to our possession play. A lot of it comes down to we don't really know who is the best attacking three yet. Like we know mm-hmm. Sebas Ferreira can score goals. He scored thirteen goals last year on a team that was shit rotten. At the same time, he's played one match. He got, you know, mop-up time last week. What was it? He was dispossessed three times. <clears throat> uh, but he has the potential. He's just – he starts slow. But we've – our fan base is pretty split on the uh, the Corey Barrett argument. A lot of people don't like him. Really? I don't – I don't. yeah. I mean, what do y'all think of him? Because I, I don't dislike him. I think he busts his ass, and he does – he does the little things that nobody pays attention to. Mm. I, I like those – uh. The players who who are the intangibles, you could say, right? He makes up for like I guess in the lack of talent and the other stuff that he does, like the um like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yes, I I have this theory. I've been saying, <laughs> listen, I've been saying this for a long time, and I might get like you know that meme um where it's like you're standing against the wall and all the knives are pointing at your head. Mm-hmm. What what take what 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 take what opinion would have you like that? I say. Tyler Adams is overrated. Oh, and I've I've been saying it for a long time that on the like, but his intangibles, his hard work, his work ethic, his uh, his uh, unafraid to 
to do a sliding tackle. All these little things make up for the dude is not that great. I think soccer wise and like passing and stuff. I don't think he's that good, but and everything else makes up for it. So hey, if, fair if, take. If yeah. you got to take Tyler Adams or Weston McKinney or Eunice Musa into a bar fight, who you take him? Into a bar fight. Bar fight. I'm, I might oh, take Tyler Adams. I might take Tyler Adams. Probably taking Tyler Adams. And then, yeah. and then I know it's not going to be a fair fight because Weston McKinney's going to jump in. I think Weston McKinney would be too busy eating chicken fingers. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> always looks well fed. <laughs> I, he's the fattest looking in shape guy I've ever seen. Him and Casemiro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like what I said. Well, we played DC United, so Wayne Rooney's right there. Yeah. So Wayne Rooney's my age, but he's 15 years older somehow. <laughs> you know, like well, this guy played. Been... This guy was a professional soccer player five minutes ago, and he he's, he's never been in shape. Horribly. He's never been in shape in his life. I think. I don't think he's lived a very like uh, pious lifestyle though. No, he has. I think I think during COVID he was hanging out with Kyle Walker and them having sex parties. Probably, probably. Like, no, he swap, was. swapping swapping wives. There you go. I mean, I've seen Rooney's wife. She's I wouldn't swap her. I mean, she's uh, what was uh, uh, the I gate? Uh, the Vardy gate. What was that? Did he bang Vardy's uh, wife? They oh, swap? the whole his their wives went. There's the reason why he had to go back to England. His wife uh, and Vardy's wife got into it, and then they actually like end up suing each other. Oh, nice. There's a there's a possibly there's a there was a rumor that there was a clause in his contract. That if his once when his wife said I don't like it here again, he can leave DC. Are they still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think I think they're in England and he's here on his own yeah. right now. Yeah, so that's working out for Wayne. Yeah, he's Wayne's, good. Wayne's about as good as relationships as I am. <laughs> makes him yeah. last. So oh, all right, man. what do you got for us? Mm. Uh, so when. We like to our play is free as a wing play. Now with Santi, we're kind of dabbling into more up the middle stuff, or at least staying there. How's how would we be able to not if we were to break that break your defense? How would we break that? Given that our we're more of a wing heavy out team. wide, out yeah, wide. Yeah, we're out wide. We, we, well, Tate Schmidt can't defend either. Both are. are Stop. Both are healthy fullbacks can't really defend. So, well, your boy Dorsey, he he he, he doesn't defend very well. Schmidt's a little bit better. Schmidt Schmidt made Ragoni look like a superstar last night. Shut him the fuck out. It's two 0 Why are we in arguing? Second, We're on the same team, Joey. What are we doing? In the here? second half, yeah. In the second half, yeah. In the first half. Gallagher and like, Ragoni were having their way. You gotta believe in your team a little bit. That's because Olsen. That's because big fucking Ben Olsen made the adjustments. Man, it depends on who we start. If we put Daniel Steris back there, which I, I don't like, he doesn't belong there, but it, him or Franco Escobar, they defend the wing play well. On the left, um, we have a young Dutch internet. Is he, is he international? U20? Joey, no, what is he? he's Surrey main. Surrey name. Uh, DJ Vanderkoost. He's a fast, small, he's fast as shit, defensive winger. But after that, we we really have two defensive wingers. And on the left, we have two offensive. And on the right, we have uh, another offensive. So we have we have five different wingbacks that we can run, fullbacks. And uh, dude, I can see the wing play being effective because a lot of times we leave diagonals open. Mm. Like if you can ping diagonals, um, we do tend to let the opposing team's wing on the backside, we leave him open, or the, or the back, if they push up the field. Oh, that's going to be rough. 
You're muted, by the way, Sanchez. Sure. Uh, so, so for uh, my dog was barking. That's why. So for us, we we have with Kufri our new left back. Come on, man, I'm talking here, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with our new left back, he is. We have a overlap on the left hand side. That is, that is crazy. Like, yeah. like we could at- we can literally attack with like six seven players and. Uh, our crossing is is good, but that's the thing with the with the center forward that we don't really have nobody up there. Yo, I'm sorry, guys. This guy is like going crazy. <laughs> no, but uh, let me. I'll continue. Our 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 game right now is very like we're gonna pull these. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Tavon Gray, if it's uh, Jason playing there, even though he's been playing further up up now. Um, Elenich. It doesn't matter who it is. As long as you're playing right back or left back, you are an offensive-minded player for us. And we're going to overload those wings with uh, our wingers. So you're going to have two people pretty much doing oh, – our fullbacks are going to overlap, and then our wingers are just going to tuck in. And then you're going to have Keaton and Santi on the, by the D with Magno probably being in the box. So it's, an, it's just the way we play. It's an overload because we're going to end up probably playing the high line anyways. Uh, just because we like to play up top. We, we like to press early on, and then we notice later on in the matches, we kind of like to sit back, especially if we're winning. It kind of causes us some uh, us giving up a goal late um, in the last couple matches. But Oh, oh yeah. Ex- yeah. Ex- expect if we have a lead or a tie late in the game, expect us to park the bus. Yeah, we are parking it. Yeah, we are, we are Ho- Jose Mourinho out there when it's – when we're tired, or got the lead. We we put. What did we do last game? I think we took out our center forward and we put a defensive midfielder. In yeah, last game. Yep. So, but if you guys are having issues defending on the wings, then I'm just I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for us on this road trip. Yeah, you. I'm looking right now at who scored at your uh, where you guys attacked from, and you are most definitely you're about forty forty down the sides. Yeah, yeah about twenty five in the middle. It's literally wing play. Like I'm. Yeah. I that, that's our, our our game has no, changed from years in the past. Like we're no longer as direct up the middle as we were because we don't know we no longer have Maxi Morales. But with that, I guess it just frees up more on the wings. Like we just because everybody's a winger. We have like like mm-hmm. you know we have so many wingers on the team that everybody plays the wings, and we just we've having some success there. Obviously, yeah. not as much because we've only scored a handful of goals on the season, but. You can you see it developing though. Like uh, I've been telling, we've been kind of saying it amongst ourselves. Where every week we just get that much better, it's like just slightly better. You just see, okay, we're better than last week, but we still have room to grow. Like first, like Magno being our nine or quote unquote nine, he doesn't like getting the ball passed to him in the box and then scoring. He's a let me get the ball maybe like twenty yards out, dribble out on somebody, do a flick, just do love. He, he is Brazilian. To the T, he, he is, is. He wants to go. What is it? I can never say. Jo- go, he, he he Jogo Bonitos the shit out of that ball. Yeah, regularly. he will. He, what was it against Miami? There was a play where we got mad at him for, but he was literally dribbling the ball with his head in the middle of four defenders. He held the ball on his head and he's walking and he's running. It's, people. <laughs> yeah, he. It's okay. It's gonna be fun to watch, but he gets us annoyed because he'll just take one, one two like one many one too many dribbles and just overshoots it or misses a shot for it. But that's what our thing is. We go to the wings just because he's comfortable there. He grabs the ball, 
dribbles up and then someone will know, okay, I got to play that center role and kind of just distract people. I mean, we even had James Sands there at a point <laughs> in the box. So I'm telling you, expect the way you guys are telling me, expect to be overloaded. You know, looking at the the, the stats here, you guys, uh, the game we won versus Austin, we focused primarily down the wings. Uh, the game that we should have won versus Cincinnati, we really ran it through the middle. And the game we played like shit in the snow against New England, it was pretty balanced. So it, we might see a, a similar, especially with uh, the lack of Coco Carrasquilla, you know, the lack of a midfielder. <clears throat> Joey, who do you think they're bringing in in person, Coco? Who would you pick? I think it's probably going to be Caicedo. Okay, which would definitely force us into more more with play because he is a true six, as is Artur. So you might see the same thing. You might see wing play from both. The difference is we don't, and Joey, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't overload the box. We don't push our midfielders into it. Maybe Herrera. Yeah, Herrera does, but no, Artur and, Artur and Caicedo probably won't even touch the box. We're going to attack with... Realistically, three in the center and two or three, two on the outside. I don't think we attack with more than five or six at a time. Usually, the opposite fullback comes up. Yeah, you'll leave. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Franco will, will invert on the left, but he's he'll be there. He'll invert. Baird will play wide. Schmidt runs up the left. Yeah, we only attack with four or five. But I'll say man. this: our wingers are like, if, first of all, like if Gray gets some time, he's he's really good defensively. Like, oh, right back. He all right, oh, but he's he, excellent. He will like he will snatch the ball from you without you even knowing it. And think about it, he came in for Anton Turner home. And I mean it was an, out of an injury, but he ran through that all the way to the championship. Sorry, yeah, he, he started, started MLS Cup. Yeah, he was one of the what was it? He was the third or second youngest. I think it was the second youngest player ever to start a MLS Cup final. Mm-hmm. Like and he held his own. He holds his own. He, but he's I, not scared I, to get in there. I would like to give you guys a little glimmer of hope, right? So, well, we have a starting 11. What we don't have is a lot of depth on the bench. You know? So, I'm going to run it back because it froze. Oh, you, you guys? Okay. No, we, I got you. Oh, my bad. My bad. That's All on right. me. So, like, our, our, our bench, we only have legitimately two, actually one, but, like, two attacking players who who will get off the bench in uh, Tiago Andrade and Andres Jason and Andres Jason is more likely than not. He will not come in. If he's but in, we're looking for fouls. If he's in, he, I think he, he led the league last year in more, most fouls drawn against in per 90 minutes in the league. And he only played, he barely played, he, he, but he draws, he's a magnet for fouls. He has this face that you just want to like punch. You know, yeah. whatever happened to that that Kevin O'Toole guy? He is there. He he's there. He's he he's the backup left back right now. He's yeah. the backup left back because I I really enjoyed him watching him play towards the end of last season. And he just kind of disappeared. Well, this that's the thing. Like um, he just he's his 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 uh first start for the first team was uh the uh Campeones Cup final, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who he was. But then after watching him, I was like. Who is this guy? And then he wound up starting the rest of the season. But like we said, we we signed this new guy Kufre from Spain, and uh, he he looks a lot better, you know. And I also think that he's also match fit because he's coming in midseason form. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it, also. Well, so, I will tell you that Saturday it's gonna be uh it's gonna be warm. It's not gonna be Houston warm, but it's gonna be mid eighties here. Yes, I actually looked up the weather uh 
because I, I figured, well, it's March, so it's easy 85 degrees in Houston. Yep, 83. It's going to be 83 yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, so. Nice. So that'll be a benefit. Whereas in New York, it's going to be 40 fucking six. Yep. Well, yep. we're, we're uh, still in. It's warm it's, today. It's, it was warm today. We had 55 today. So I like how you say it was warm today and it was 55. Here it was like <laughs> yeah. 70. <laughs> yeah. No, no after, scully today. I'm bald and no scully. So after it's after a winter, anything over 50 is summertime for us. Bro, I wore shorts and a t shirt out the other day doing my laundry. And the guy goes, Aren't you cold? I was like, I'm from up north, bro. It's different. <laughs> so, so, time. so, like I was saying with the depth, like we don't really have depth pieces. So, like going into Houston, there's a heat, the size of the fields, the traveling could have an effect. So, if we start having to have half, like by injuries or cramps or whatever, have to get into our bench, we yeah. might be in trouble. We don't have depth in center back and our right back right now. I think Andres Jason, the jack, he's like a jack of all trades. Also, like Kevin O'Toole, would be our backup right back. So he might not even come in the game to begin with, because mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be forced to be because our, our a backup right back got called up by Slovenia, so we don't have nobody there. Uh, we have Tiago Andrade who could play the center forward and he could play either wing. He's the he's the guy that you should expect to come off the bench and be a, a big spark, huge spark. You know, but like, but but after him, offensively, we don't have another spark on the bench. We just don't. We don't have. We don't have a. a, a, a we don't really have a num- Yeah. We don't have a number a number ten backup. We don't have a. We got. We don't have a key in part. We don't have a key in backup. Like we, someone cannot take over for Keaton. Like we have people uh, with with pulses and 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 a brain, but like it, it ain't much more than that. Would you say signings wise, your most important signing would probably need to be another striker to get Magno out on the left and then have Pellegrini play a sub role? Yes, that yeah. would I ideally mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Getting a a, a a true center forward, putting Magno on the left, and uh, and having Pellegrini as a sub, in or and play that role when we need an attacking player. You know, do you guys miss Haber? You know what? After the first two weeks, mm-hmm. I was like, yes. But then he got a hamstring injury at training, and I was like, "Ah, that's the Eber I know." Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was same yeah. thing. Like at first we were like, "Shit!" Like you're in Seattle, we we're all saying like he was gonna never play because you know turf. He's literally coming off a bad in- a year long, not a year long injury last year, but he yes, last year he came out of a long, year long injury, uh, and then Rui Diaz gets injured, and then he has to start, and then has a great start, but. I would say I miss him on the fact that he can play the number. He's a an actual number nine, even mm-hmm. though he actually played the wing in Europe. But in for us, he was really a number nine. It just he had had a lot of spark coming in. I think what was it when he came in in DC that one day and just had a crazy goal. But after that, he actually really didn't do much after that. If we if we go back into the roller decks yeah. after after his injury, he really like. Didn't have much of an impact yeah. on the team. Yeah, I imagine adding David Villa to this creative team you guys got now. Oh, uh, but see, but see, but see, when you mentioned David Villa, we 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 had that with Tati Castellanos. Yeah, in a in a way, Castellanos mm-hmm. turned into like a a David Villa Cunaguero hybrid, who's yeah. a center forward, but he also loves to drop back like deep back, and he goes on the left wing. Yeah, do you and, think Tati comes back? Um. Wow. I would hope not because no. I'm actually a big, big fan of his. I actually have his 
uh, jersey, game worn jersey. I see it up there. I saw yeah. it. Nice. Uh, from uh, uh, let's see if you can see. It. Uh, that's the game worn jersey from when he won the Golden Boot. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think he. I don't think he comes. I think. I mean, he was already being told like said like oh Brighton wants him and Girona was like no like we're not selling this guy we want we need him for like our battle here. And... At the same time, did you guys think Sands was coming back either though? No. Uh, no, uh... I didn't think so. Well, well, when when he left initially, I was like, no, I don't think he's coming back. But, yeah, he said he had offers from other places too. But like throughout, as the season went on, and then we noticed that like, well, it's obvious Rangers not going to pick him up. I guess he'll he might come back. But initially, when he first left, I was like, "There's no way this guy comes back. He's too good." Yeah. But so now you think someone... the door is shut for him for future Europe moves? James Hands? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think they're um... the door's still open. I think if he gets called up to the national team somehow, whether it be a uh, 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 obviously not the Nations League right now, but what if that uh that uh friendly game against uh, Mexico coming up, which is rumored to be a heavy MLS based team mm-hmm. and not a European based team because it's not a, a, a I don't think it's an actual FIFA window. Um, if he starts getting called up against a national team, because what what put him on the map is that he had that run in the Gold Cup, where he played a bunch of matches in that Gold Cup run. Yeah, he was great, uh, and he won. So, yeah. And he won because I I think the only game he didn't appear in was the first game in of the group stage. Besides that, he appeared in every game, and I think that's what put him on the map. And I think if he starts getting national team call ups again, then yes, he he will definitely go to Europe, maybe to like a like a mid table German team or something. I think that, that would, would suit be great. Him perfectly. I think that would suit him perfectly. I think it's a little concerning with the national team that we see Tyler Adams get hurt and Sand still doesn't get called up, but they're calling yeah. up Owen Wolf. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. there's. Do you guys have any like young guys that are cracking through or like the men's team, through? the U.S. team? No. Um, Brooklyn Reigns maybe. Brooklyn Reigns going through the youth teams, and then we have Juan Castilla. He's the other guy we have leaving on international. He's not for the he's U.S. Columbia. team, but he's Columbia, yeah, right? Columbia U20s. He's a standout for them. Yeah, but that'll change. I don't. So I, don't I don't. I don't. Dude, if he can't make the bench with us here. How does he fucking get a spot in the Colombian national team one day? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I agree with he, you. He's 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 still very young though. He's like 17, 17, 16, 18, somewhere like that. He's still yeah, very but I young. mean to be honest, like let's let's call it how it is. Wayne Rooney scored his first fucking goal in the Premier League at sixteen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, difference between MLS a big midfielder and Wayne Rooney, but yeah, but like you look at the ability to be sixteen years old and go in, whereas Brooklyn Reigns at sixteen, seventeen. He went and he played a few games last year in MLS. He's 16, at, uh, yeah. Busio. Gianluca Busio. He was 17 yeah. years old and he was fucking mm-hmm. and he was boss and shit in the midfield. Tyler Adams debuted at 16 also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that do it. And you have yeah. the Castillo. Aronson, the Aronson brothers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh what's this go? Uh, well, f- half of Philly's team, they all played it came yeah, pretty Aronson. young. Yeah. That, that even Sands, wouldn't Sands start playing 18? He got wow. signed at he got signed at sixteen, and I think he debuted at nineteen. And MLS, no, I think he debuted uh seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. I think he. I, Scally I think he was just as young too. Yeah, and Scally, Scally, yeah. But Scally does. Scally didn't have more than I think he had like seventy-seven or eighty-seven minutes in six months. Yeah, so he did, he barely played as well. Now doesn't NYCFC have the? Uh, like the feeder deal with Manchester City and all that, aren't they? In that umbrella, 
Mm-mm. Oh, we're supposed to be under the under the the lifeline, but we haven't mm. gotten nothing from them. Oh, I mean, shit. and they're coming out and, and since the first year, yeah. We had Shay Facey and um, Angelina, right? Angelina, yeah, yeah. One became something, and the other just decided to catch a check. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a feeder system. I would say more. I'm. I know that's kind of like the, that's kind of like what we get like the, the our you know the flack that we get because we're tied up with Man City, but it doesn't because we had Jack officially technically sign with Man City, uh, Young I, I would say CFG, because they could they could go everywhere they'll go to Girona they'll go to Montevideo they'll go to uh, I wouldn't go they wouldn't go to Japan, um, Melbourne, Melbourne they we haven't had anybody go to Melbourne yet. Well, David we Villa sort of did. Yeah. Well, if yeah, officially, yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> let's just call it funny money at that point. And then he and then he faked an injury because he didn't he couldn't take he didn't like the talent out there. He yeah. thought that he didn't respect the league. He faked the injury and he appeared in four four appearances. But like, yeah, but I, I it's weird because we I think as and this is I don't know you guys can take uh, talk to us about like your academy a little bit. Our academy has we. We were actually talking about it. We have a lot of products in Europe right now, so I I want to say more nice. the more of MLS like in within MLS. I think maybe uh, Dallas has the more high profile folks, but we have uh, Reina, Scali, uh, Sands were was there. Um, then we have Jack who went came through us. Jack Harrison, um, yeah, Jack Harrison and. Younger Herrera, who came through us, is now at Girona. And, um, he wasn't homegrown. He was in the academy, but he came to us young from uh, Venezuela. He was good. I like yeah, him. Yeah. I, 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 the moment he left, we we missed him. He got it, He was the guy that got injured in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <clears throat> you also have Tati, who's out in Europe as well, who came in. Who came in? Who came, who came 17, 18, was it that he came in? No, he, he came in. Young. Yeah. He but he came in through the whole CFG thing because he came in from Montevideo well, Torque. Yeah. Montevideo Same City. With Santi, right? Santi also. Santi well, also. Well, well Santi well, was just signed for funny money, also. Like yeah, he was he, signed he was signed to Torque and then loaned to us initially for the first two years, which is um one day. You, I'll tell you guys, be honest, when we the team was announced, I was like, yes. We're gonna be the first MLS team to get hit with financial fair play violations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, you know, like I, I would like to hold that title. We'll be the but first then, MLS team to get relegated. Yeah, like we'll, we'll start for, to see. For we'll start city. to see. We'll start the season off with like minus thirty points because we can't get yeah. relegated. But Miami took that from us. Miami took that <laughs> the throne from us first. Yeah, we got you got Pellegrini out of the deal. He was one of their overages, wasn't he? He is. Yeah. The, he yeah. was their deep mm-hmm. their fifty p. He was their first ever signing, and then he. They were paying him funny money, also. Yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, how did you guys fucking forget? How did you forget about it, Desmond? That's that's kind of a big deal. Mm, they kind of yeah, forgot yeah. to play him too. Yeah, Matweedy, that's how they forgot. Yeah, I was looking at Pellegrini's stats, man. He sat like the name you just expect him to be good, but I was looking at his stats. He doesn't produce a whole lot, goals and no, assists wise. We, we're we're can, we're literally asking ourselves almost every single match is how was he a DP? Um, you can see the flair. In him, and I think when the manager says, "I liked his work rate," that just tells you he just liked how physically he is, not he necessarily what he's doing. He plays defense, uh, too. yeah. It's 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 the worth ethic. It's it's all those yeah. intangible stuff that we talked about. 
because there's moments in the games, at least the last two games, he had he had the same like what are you doing moment in mm-hmm. both games where like the ball was going out of bounds and then when he went to go stop the ball from going out of bounds, the ball just went right under his leg. Yeah. So you guys so when, were asking when about... you signed them, did you think he was gonna be like a Carranza? You were you thought you could maybe make him explode like a Philly did with Carranza? To be honest, I definitely felt like um he was a DP for a reason, right? He just came from Argentina from Estudiantes de la Plata on loan. Like he's not in theory, he's not supposed to be a bum. Right? So it's like, all right, so his ceiling is probably very high. I guess he just came in at a point in the season where we couldn't really squeeze him into the rotation. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. But but and now he's getting his fair shake from the beginning. And that the first two games, I wasn't overly impressed. But I think he's starting to grow on me a little bit. I start I'm starting to see what he's actually good at, what the things that he does good. And um I th- it's the ceiling should be really high, supposedly. So you guys, you guys asked about our academy, and uh, we've had two academy players come through and play for our club in our 17-year history. Tyler Derrick, who now plays for RGV and USL Championship after beating up his girlfriend. Oh, man. And being acquitted. He was acquitted, but he did it, probably. And then Memo, <laughs> Memo Rodriguez, who is now uh, – did he play? Has he gotten off the bench for the Galaxy yet? He's started every game, I think. Shut the he? fuck up. Has he really? He started the first two. I know that for sure. Is that so why they're them. is that why they're boycotting for real? They're like, get this motherfucker out of our. Collection. Yeah, he started the first. He started the first two games, and then he played twenty five in the last game. They're not mad about Klein. They're mad about Memo. But dude, our, our academy, yo, know, we have. There is no reason why Houston should not be a top three soccer producing venue in the United States: New York, L.A., Houston. There's there's no I, reason. Yeah, that's that's crazy because like. I was because when you said that, you know, us being in the East, we're unfortunately the way the league is, like the West Coast sometimes, like West Coast teams or Western Division team, whatever you want to call it. We're since we're not really always focused on them, we only play three a year and they tend to be just random. We don't really, you know, like this year we're playing Portland, you guys, and at ourselves, or I think ourselves. Um, They're not, you bad. know, we, we, we tend to focus a lot on, on our division just because. You know, we would, obviously we're tracking them more, but I would honestly, I'm surprised you're saying that because I'm like Houston, you know, they were fifty percent Hispanic. Yeah, not to lean on like the the Mexican side of no, of lean Texas. on them, bro, because we need to because but it's like, else fucking you is. guys have a hotbed of soccer obsessed people in your city playing like Sunday league in any park. I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. there has to be some talent there to cultivate. No, dude, look. My who's got kids here? Not us. Yeah, no, not us. <laughs> so you all are fucking lucky. So I'm going to tell you, as the father of a a, a kid who's played with the academy for the Dynamo, it's and, the, the pay to play. It's too oh, much. It's pay, oh, it's pay to, oh, you pay. You, yeah, you have to pay to get in, and the prices to get noticed, uh, twenty five hundred dollars a year, and that's not including kits and tournaments. Sheesh. That's not including uniforms and tournaments, and that's is yeah. They, is that Houston's academy? So Houston's Academy, he he did get like a partial scholarship into one of his into one of his leagues, but he has guested on like the Academy team before. He's not an Academy kid. He's a good soccer player. Okay. But I've seen the Academy kids. Even the Academy kids to get noticed. You if you're not impressed at these tryouts, bro, you are paying two grand plus per year to play. Mm-hmm. And what inner city kid, which one of these kids that has come here from El Salvador, from Guatemala, from Mexico, 
who the fuck has that money? Listen, now that you mention it like that, right? If we look back at the list of our academy players who have broken through, they're, yes, yeah, they're all they all yeah. they're they're all like come from well off families. Yeah, who's the yeah. best player to ever come out of Texas? His name's Clint Dempsey. His parents had to drive him two hours each way to go play in fucking Dallas because they live in Nacogdoches. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, it's the system here is broken, and we have we've installed these little mini pitches in downtown, and we've done all this stuff. But to be honest, man, there are there are little kids running around barefoot in the park somewhere that'll never get a chance to play in the academy because none of these guys ever see them because they're not paying money, mm-hmm. and they don't have the the means or the wherewithal to get out and figure out how to do it. And a lot of these guys that come from South America, they already have a club. They have the America, they have the Tigres, they have mm-hmm. the, their clubs. Like, why the fuck would they root for the Dynamo? But I will tell you what, man, when uh, Tigres or America come into town, East oh, downtown, it, it, it looks like a fucking La Michoacana. Like, it's <laughs> just, there's street vendors, street corn, you're selling blankets. Yeah. It's August, it's a thousand degrees. Buy a blanket. No, I don't want a blanket. But <laughs> you just, it's hard. It's every sport here is like that, aside from football, because you can just sign up and play. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't find them, and we have a massive. Ma- we're the fourth largest market in the country. Exactly. And you guys split with two yeah. teams. LA splits with two, and Chicago's a fucking disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So realistically, we're the third most attractive market in the country, and we can't fucking produce anything but a, a Hispanic kid from Wharton and a white guy that beats his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, I, that is pretty sad. I did not know that specific sad, yeah. about that's two it, players in in this all these years. We've we have we have um two academy starters right now. Yeah, we have we have Gray and Sands are Sands yeah. Academy. But yeah, what Jason, is changing? It's Jason it's, is a homegrown. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Just saying, like, like we have, like, I'm going down the the roster, and like, we have a, I think four to five homegrown players signed right now. To the so first, first team. Yeah. Do you guys have an MLS Next Pro team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause when we started that, that's going to be the big thing. Like we have started to revamp the academy. We have started to redo things. We have started to really focus on analytics and youth. Cause dude, we didn't have an analytics department till this year. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I told you we were neglected. We were neglected yeah. for a solid decade, over a decade, man. You see, I was under the impression, honest, and this is maybe just my naiveness of just the entire league sometimes. Like I could have, cause you know, you have, Two stars above the crest. You've had known players in the league because I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a huge Dwayne De Rosario fan. Yeah. Like, like I, I've seen like his, uh, his son used to play in our academy, or still does. I don't, I can't remember. No, he doesn't play with us anymore. All right, but you know, you know who Joey's cousin is? Who? Two-time MLS Cup winner Mike Chabala. Oh, oh yeah, shit. that's his fucking cousin. Yeah. That's, okay. uh, Back that's in league history. That's heritage right there. That's right. That's why I recruited him. I was like, Joey, get your ass on here. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah, that I'm that's that's coming as a genuine shock because I was I would have sworn that Houston was that the reason why you guys maybe were not as competitive were for other reasons than your academy. I could have sworn that academy was at no. least trying. No. And then, you see uh, Dallas. You know, well, here's here's what Dallas did is they took all the youth clubs, not maybe not all, but they took a majority of the youth clubs because here we have, you got two hands full of youth clubs here. You Houstonians, uh, Albion Hove, you got HTX, you got uh, P, uh, K, what are the fuck they are out of Katie. You have seven to 10 academies here for different levels. USL, we have two USL2 teams here. 
So we have all these different academies, whereas Dallas went and intelligently brought them under the FC Dallas umbrella. Maybe not all, but the majority of them, they brought them all in. They 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 assimilated them. And that is not something we've, that's a question I asked Pat Onstad when I got a chance to talk to him. I was like, are you looking into making the other academies, bringing them under your umbrella? And he was like, no, we're focused on what we got. And the thing is, I have seen what our Dynamo Academy has. And I can tell you right now, some of these teams that don't speak any English whoop the fucking floor with our academy teams every year, every fucking year. The little Hispanic kids from from the inner city or the, the teams from Katy that have all the money, man, the, the Woodland teams, they just, they whoop their ass. But until they go and they uh, they get a little solidarity, I, I, I think it's going to be a trade. It's going to be a one step up, two steps back. Well, that was something that NYCFC did when they first started their academy is that they literally absorbed uh, – I want to say that the, the top uh, youth clubs in the city, Gochi, uh, uh, Met, uh, Met Oval Club, uh, all these clubs, they they, mm. they absorbed them in and they, they made them like an affiliate program and them, but yeah. they ended up becoming the academy anyways. They, they wound up poaching yeah. the best players out of there and built the academy out of that. We don't do that. Westchester FC. And now they're not as affiliated with them. You said Westchester? Yeah, Westchester. Oh, yeah, my boy every- used to live. My best, my best buddy used to live out in Westchester. So they absorbed all these. Uh, they took out all the best kids. They, 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 they poached all the best kids and built your academy that way. And these are the players you see. You see, Justin Hack came from one of those. Came from I think Met Oval. Oval. Uh, um, Tavon came out of South Bronx. All these, all these players came. Uh, Sands and and Reina, all of them came out of Manhattan Soccer Club. Like they all came out the best youth clubs that already existed for years and years and years and and they just built the foundation and that's something that probably Houston should have to do. Yeah. Put to, some put, to make put it realistic. Some, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. to at least build the foundation. At least for a couple of years, uh affiliate yourself with these clubs, take their best players, and then move on from there. Mm-hmm. Once 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 um I guess you could say once your, the academies start producing like winning teams, winning and winning major tro- tournaments. It'll probably be easier to draw the attention of other kids. And the thing with Houston is, like we'll play we'll play matches against teams in the Woodlands that are forty miles away. It's a ninety minute drive with traffic. Houston's fucking huge. Yeah, like end to end, top to bottom. I mean, top yeah. to bottom, it's eighty miles. End to end, it's sixty miles east to west. Hmm. And getting around the city, it's it's not like. You know, where you can hop on a train and you're there in 20 minutes. Like you guys can hop on a train to Connecticut and be there in an hour. We drive we drive an hour and we go 40 fucking miles. Oh, it's like LA. Too. Yeah, it's I, no, I, it's I, it's not as bad as LA. Oh. It's not even close. California's <laughs> way fucking worse. I've I've been to uh Houston and I drove there. Let me remember where I drove there from. I don't remember if I came from Dallas, but I came from uh I might have came from Austin, to be honest. I drove in from Austin and I remember uh, getting close to Houston and you can see Houston in the distance. And there was so much traffic yep. that we wound up pulling over just to kill time and let the traffic kind of die out at, uh, uh, what is that? Bucky's Bucky's uh, cleanest bathrooms in the world, baby. What? Well, <laughs> I tell you this, I've never heard of it. When I went there, it was an experience. I had, I had the food was good. Everything was great. And then afterwards, I would see the memes about the place. And I was like, yo, that really is that place. You know, that's, <laughs> that, that, that is that spot that you got to like that has everything. You want a cowboy hat? Yeah. Some, uh, you want a grill? Pork, you need a smoker? Pork, yeah. You pull pork, 
everything. Uh, toiletries, everything. I, I'm the, waiting. I'm waiting for my first Bucky's experience. I'm waiting for them to put a fucking Wawa down here. Ah, uh, no, you don't. Oh Please yes, don't. I do. Man, I, nah, I used to work man. at Wawa, bro. Dude, I never wait. liked Wawa. It's I different now, Wawa. man. Wawa is we. On our way back up from uh, Philly, I think it was, essentially. Yeah, we, we stopped at a Wawa. And we literally went right back out. Yeah. Ah, man. You know, yeah. It's because of Philly Wawa. Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was in Jersey. It was in Jersey. It was in Jersey. Oh, it was probably yeah. Cherry Hill. Yeah, we it was from somewhere around there. Oh. Now from man. South Jersey. We got good Wawa's down there, I promise. Good yeah. coffee. <laughs> All right, Joey, do you have a question about, uh, what's his name, Magno? Oh, we already asked that one. Did we? Yeah, we kind of we kind of went into that one yeah. about him starting. Yeah, well, let's talk. Let's talk about this last one. So, a lot of people around the league like to hate on you guys in Yankee <laughs> Stadium, but for me, I've I've been to there. I've seen what three, four games there. I don't think it's as bad as people say. I think it's interesting to get your guys' opinions. Can we clip that and just forever? Now I'm just gonna just be like, Look. pin it. Just pin it on. Just our, pin that. Just I'm gonna pin on that on the on our Twitter, Twitter and just yeah. leave that as is. <laughs> MLS Buzz caught it this week from all of us over this. Um, I th- I think uh because of Apple TV now we're able to rewatch the matches. Now I kind of see why people hate it because it's a really rough watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Because lines and angles aren't built for soccer. But there it's no. not bad. In person is not as bad as watching it on TV. The camera angle, I feel, is too low. Where the camera is to begin with is kind of weird. There's a, there's no ad boards on the near side of the camera. So, like, you have, like, this one side with all this extra space, but when the camera turns left, it gets really tight on the on the, on the, the uh, left, field, side, left, yeah. left, field, left mm-hmm. field area. So it's, like, it's a lot of depth perception issues on the TV. And, I, and I'm not even going to get into the actual field conditions, because I think we can all agree the the fake the temporary grass on top of the infield is not the way to go. It's it's dangerous. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Just let them play on the dirt. Yeah, but the but our outfield grass is some of the best grass in the country. Like oh, just great. hands down. Is uh, I think it's Kentucky bluegrass if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, I will tell you that our a couple of years ago our stadium got pretty our pitch got pretty rough towards the end. But this ground screw we've had for the past three years or so, man, they keep that field in tip top fucking shape. You got to do the onions from like United. Oh, now that no, it's garlic in United. Garlic, garlic. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Um, what I did know is I watched the the wrap up show, and the first thing I noticed from the game from Houston against Austin was the, how bright the green of the grass was. Like I'm like, that's a good, that's some good grass right there. Yeah, man, we got we got some good fucking turf down there. Yeah, but when I, I'll say my opinions on the state, we. I'll say that so we're we know the every what everybody's think thinks, right? We know the takes that everybody are gonna say it's a small pitch. I, I happen to be on pitch level sometimes and I can see like it's I can see the one of the touch lines is uh it's very if you can tell it's kind of a little wobbly around the where the sod is. Yeah. But the field, when you're on it and you're looking down, it's as even as it can get. If you mm-hmm. if you do 180, you're looking down the field. It's just the angle. It it's the depth perception. It's the depth I've perception. Spoke, I've spoken to a lot of uh, NYCFC players on a personal level, and I've always asked them what it feels like, not not being mythical Yankee Stadium, but like actually playing, like 
a game in on that field. And he said the biggest thing is getting over the depth perception of the field. Like you're facing one way, and then there's like a there's all this space where the home plate is that is just like throws you off. And then you face the other way, and then the seats are right on top of you. So it's yeah. kind of weird. And, like, and 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 those intangibles again, that word that we've been using a lot, those intangibles is what gives us a home field advantage because obviously we we play there a bunch of times a year, so we we kind of know the, where you like, where to look. If you if your eyes are in one place, you know the field is going to be here. Yes. Whereas if you you guys are coming over, and you know you turn around and you see there's no there's nothing of on that side the the camera side that Sanchez was talking about. There's literally nothing there but the camera, the VAR uh, screen, and ball boys. So all you're seeing is the, the third baseline, the dugout, and it's so away from it's the touchline. So it's so much space that it throws that you. You off. don't know where to. You don't know where to look, and just that second of you looking that way, that okay, cool. That gives us our gives our defense to just hound you the way we like to hound because that's one thing we like. So oh. mm -hmm. that 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 comes all into play when it comes to. Playing at Yankee Stadium. So one of the things I will say about Yankee Stadium, obviously, it's not ideal for anybody. It's not ideal for us. Uh, it's not ideal for the league to be playing in a baseball stadium. Mm -hmm. We're having the visuals of the infield, but as a fan base, I could actually say we call Yankee Stadium home. Mm -hmm. We could call mm -hmm. it home because the as a fan base, we've built this culture. Because of have you guys been to Yankee Stadium? Yeah, few yeah, times. Joe, really yeah. old one. Okay, all right. So you. You know, it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I think that is very unique. That is not seen everywhere in MLS where the stadium happens to be in the neighborhood. The train is right next, goes along the stadium. Uh, there's major, there's like major highways across the way and there's bars in the area. You don't really see that that often in MLS. Like That's exactly and, what we have. You know, like... Uh, yeah, in a sense, you do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we got yeah, that. You, the, you the guys train definitely runs right have next an to the highways too. Yeah, yeah, and and we've 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 been able to build a culture in uh, ten years or so uh, at Yankee Stadium at the Bronx. You know, like we're in the Bronx. Like yeah. people don't really realize this. Like if you hang out after the game by the it's... bars at <laughs> night and it gets it's... real late, like you might have, <laughs> you're gonna have to watch your back walking to your car type of thing. Yeah, you know, I guess not. Like, me, native New Yorker. There was one time that we was we was chilling on the corner, taking they just hanging out, and the, a bunch of neighborhood guys came up to us and like we had a we had a we had we had a run. Yeah, <laughs> we had to be like, Yo. yeah. I'll tell you like, this: if you see someone from that block wear a Red Bull kit, it's they're not a Red Bull fan. I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. They just they just affiliate they, themselves to that. They affiliate themselves to that certain color. Yeah. Damn. So, and yeah, like what we, our what, center, we our what we what we like to say, like where Yankee Stadium is, uh, it's it's the trenches, you know. Yeah. It it really is like the courthouse it, is down the block. Like it's yeah. literally the jail's right the, there. <laughs> the jail's right there. Our 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 stadium uh, station, like on in the subway, there's a police station in that stadium in that station on one sixty first. Like yeah, we got <clears throat> Harris County Courthouse isn't far either. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it used to be really rough, man. It's like Joe, you haven't been down there when back when Edo because we call it East Downtown. Mm -hmm. Man, we went out one night. We went to this this hot dog and beer bar. Me and my brother, and my buddy, and we we decided we're gonna try and drink every beer on the menu. There's like forty of them. So you know, that's like twelve beers. That's a lot of beers. And about midnight, 
he goes, Hey, let's go to this other bar. It's about a mile away. So my dumbass goes, let's walk. So we start walking through East downtown before the gentrification. And my friend's like, man, we are going to get fucking shot. Yes. We are going to get murdered. And I said, no, we're not. I said, I'm faster than you. I said, mm-hmm. you're going to get shot. And you're going to get murdered. But it was, it was, it's not like New York, man. Like I've been, I've been to the Bronx. It's, it's much different. It, Bronx is a lot more rough than here. Yeah. It's, Houston got theirs. I think, uh, you have H town. We got fifth ward, H-Town. third ward, baby. Bissonette. Yeah. There's H town Browns. I think it was what they were calling themselves back in the day. They wore Brown t-shirts and wore oh, the, got, the H town, uh, hat. You got uh what are they? The fucking, what's the biker gang out here? God, they're big yeah. in Galveston. They're, they're like the, the Mexican Hells Angels. I can't remember the fucking name of them. Oh, the Aztecs. No, 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 no. Hold on. The Good Mayans, one. like in South Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. I like the Aztecs the are in, in California. Um, If you guys do get a chance, if we ever play the you Banditos. guys again. Banditos. And uh, City Field, it's a very different atmosphere yeah. than Yankee Stadium. In the sense that multiple factors are involved, where the field, obviously it is a baseball field, but it doesn't feel that as, as like op- awkwardly open as uh, Yankee Stadium does. Just I guess the way the seats are configured and the field's facing the other way, the and seats it's tighter. are the seats are a little closer the to this to this field, um, and it's in a different community. Yeah, which is like the Bronx is obviously like a lot of Puerto Rican, Dominican, black people who naturally don't really draw themselves to soccer. Whereas City Field is literally in the heart of Queens and like Corona, Queens, which is like the biggest Latino community in the world. Almost, you know, that's like the change from uh, like Shea was open. Shea was really open. And then even in Philly, when they went from the vet to uh, Citizens Bank, they tightened it up. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Because yep. Shea Stadium was very open. It's very old Coliseum Shea style. Was just yep. that stadium, yeah. The vast, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, and we're getting our stadium now across the street from City, so it's we're we're taking the energy that came from City Field and just the community. I think the team finally saw like, hey, this is where we really need to be at, and we finally got that over the line. So, uh, we're at this point. You know, when it comes to Yankee Stadium or City Field, we're all on the mind of this has a, an end date for us right now. It's, When's it supposed no, to be done? 2026. 2027 no, is no, open. 27. Yeah. Supposed to be completed in time for the World Cup in 26. That's what it no, says. No, 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 be, no. It's going to be open after that. Yeah. That's what I'm reading right here. Either way. Well, the thing is, it's, they're doing it as a part of a whole project. And so it has to come with all the housing all uh, the the hotels, the shop. So they maybe the stadium probably will be primarily built by twenty twenty six. But I think using it, we won't be able to use it until twenty. Yeah. So 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 it's basically on a plot of land that nothing's there right now. Which so they're gonna literally build an entire community and a stadium in this community. Mm-hmm. And um, the only way this could get done because in New York it's very hard to build anything, especially. If you're trying to use tax dollars, which luckily for us, I don't know how many teams in MLS could say this, but as of right now, our stadium is a hundred percent privately funded by the team. Yeah. You know, zero public funds is coming into our stadium. Um, so what the what the plan was, do you, I guess the only way this could happen is that of all the housing is built before the stadium. I'd imagine you know, that's they, gonna be pretty fucking rocking over there when it's done. 
that well, I can't wait to catch a game yeah. over there. Yeah, it's gonna Where... be it's gonna be amazing. It's 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 literally across the street from City Field. Like I said, it's in Corona, Queens, which is a a the a epic center in New York for the Latino community, especially yeah. Central and South American communities. Yeah, I would we we're saying that the moment it comes the that stadium opens, that it can all it could pretty much be a wrap. Yeah. It can pretty much be a wrap for the MLS and when it comes to atmosphere and sort of cathedral of the league, because you're not going to have a stadium like ours that is in within a city block next. It's just everything that's going to come from that. It's like, it's clipped. It's clipped for that. And, for and, I, and I've been, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to go. I've been to a lot of MLS stadiums like oh, over, over 20 stadiums. I think I've been to already at this point. And there's some stadiums like when uh, when Chicago was in Bridgeview, like that's in the middle of nowhere. Um, Dallas, that's kind of basically in the middle of nowhere. It's a Frisco, yeah. Uh, um, where I'm talking about um, Columbus for a while was at the fairgrounds. Com- Com- Columbus was in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, oh. Nashville Stadium now, low key, is in the middle of nowhere right now. No one's yeah. really talking about that. It's just because it's a beautiful stadium. It's in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Talk if you got if you guys ever go or have to play them, I'll tell you right now. You have a lot of walking to do. Yeah. After the match. Yeah. A I mean, lot I, of walking. I like I like playing them because our old goalkeeper plays for him and he always spots us a goal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to predictions. Okay. Sanchez, what do you got? I'm going with um a respectable three one uh, our way. He said respectable. Yeah, I'm giving you guys I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you guys a I'm giving you guys a home field goal. Joey. Joey, what do you got? What's your prediction? I, I got goals in this game. I'm gonna go three three draw. Ooh. That's a fun one. You know what? I, I I wouldn't be surprised either way. There's one thing that this team has shown this week, this this season so far, is to be uh what's lack of awareness at moments yeah. in, in key moments. Set pieces, holy set shit. Set pieces, um, that goal we gave up to DC at the first minute of the second half, like just like we we're we're successful to get caught off guard and get scored on. Yeah, so goals could happen. There could be very a lot of goals in this game. Yusuf, what do you got prediction for the uh, game? Funny, Joey actually kind of changed my mind. I was gonna say three zero. Uh, you know what? I think 3-2, us. We still get the win, but we got to come back. That's my prediction. You think you all come back like in the last 10? Two goals Give me, Give minutes? us 15. Give us like 15. The last 15. Uh, if, if it's 2-2 two, two at the 10, we're, we're staying 2-2. Two, two. I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm staying 2-1 Dynamo. Oof. Mm. There you go. I just think uh, oh, we play different at home, man. We We are a different team over here. And and we're a different team on the road. Yeah. So, so, I mean, let's be honest. We needed three points more than y'all. I don't know. We we need them too. Yeah. Got, y'all got like <laughs> y'all got five points. We need them points two. Right five, five points right now. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah. five, but we only got three. We need them. Oh we wait, no, we right got now. no, we got seven oh. points. Yeah, you're two one and one. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Yeah. We got this one. <laughs> Let us get the six, man. <laughs> we're good. You like here, here's a good. Yeah. I mean, you're in the West, so it's not really going to hit us, but we still want the points. Shit, you still got Philadelphia to get hot. We got LAFC to worry about. Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati's that good, though. I don't think Philadelphia's that good. 
Yeah, they they've kind of they're they showed their their kind of their downturn. This I'd year. be scared of Atlanta for you guys. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. If Omeda stays half the year, sure. I don't think that dude is gone. They're fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. But y'all got anything else? We're gonna wrap this shit up like a Christmas present. Mm. All right, guys. It is ten here, and I'm still in the office. It's nine here, and I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be at a comedy club in four minutes. I ain't going. I'm gonna drink another margarita and relax. Oh man, nah. I just um, uh, I just I just hope everybody has fun. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah our our West our West Conference team matches are always like let's just have fun with these because yeah, you know, For once in a while. Mm-hmm. But so. all right, boys. All right, thank you for having us. First, yeah, time. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah you're awesome, this, man. This was yeah. fun. Hey, hey, nothing better than talking to some some guys that can shoot the shit. Thank you, you guys. Nah, yeah. same here, man. Ditto. Good nah, luck, man. and hopefully we uh we cross paths again, whether uh-huh. whether whether online or in person. Hopefully, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, take care. Ooh. All right, thank Bye. you. Bye, man. Have a good night. Bye. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.